0: Thanks for joining us today on the Teen Challenge of Southern California podcast. If you didn't know, we have a 24-7 prayer and referral hotline. And guess what? It's actually staffed by our own Teen Challenge staff members who are ready to pray with you anytime, anywhere. Just give us a call at 888-520-0620. And maybe you know someone, it might be a friend or a family member who's struggling with addiction and wants help. Please tell them about our program and you can refer them to this same number, 888-520-0620, and we can help them begin their new life. On today's edition of the podcast, we've got a throwback episode from Ron Brown. It's never been released, and it's from May 31st, 2020. This date is significant because it was Pentecost Sunday last year, and if you remember, this was right at the beginning of the riots and the calls for racial justice that broke out in the United States after the death of George Floyd. Ron Brown preached this message in Los Angeles, live on our social media channels, and we wanted to share it with you today because we just had Pentecost Sunday 2021. And if you haven't had the chance yet, don't forget to subscribe to our podcast channel today. You'll be notified every time a new episode comes out, and it's a way for us to stay in touch during these difficult times. God bless you today, my friends.
1: Today is Pentecost Sunday. I wanna read a passage of scripture to you and then get right into the word. It's such an exciting time to be on the earth. We talk about what's going on in the earth that is bad, but I want you to know there's a lot of good that's going on too, because Jesus is on the throne. He reigns forever, hallelujah. And in this season that we're living in, we need to know that, we need to experience that, and we need to proclaim that to everyone because they need to know that Jesus is alive. In Acts chapter 1, Jesus appeared to his disciples for a period of over 40 days, and he spoke to them about the kingdom of God. Verse number 4 says, on one occasion while he was eating with them, he gave them this command, do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my father has promised, which you have heard me speak about. Verse five, for John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Jesus gave a command for his disciples to go and wait for the promise, the coming of the Holy Spirit. Really what he told them to do is not just go and sit down, but to enter into a time of prayer. See, waiting is a time of preparation. When we're waiting on the Lord, God is always preparing us for something. Waiting is, is an action word. Hallelujah. It's not a passive word, but it's an action word. And what Jesus told his disciples to do was go and wait in my presence. Go and entertain my presence. Go and seek my face. Go and call on my name and wait for the fa- fa- Father's promise that he's going to bring. Now, while they were waiting, this is what was going to happen when the Holy Spirit came. When the Holy Spirit comes, there's a number of things that are gonna happen. And we're gonna talk about this speaking in tongues in a little bit, uh, that's talking in, about in Acts chapter two. But the main thing that Jesus told them to do was, get into my presence and take authority over your emotions while you wait for me to bring forth the breakthrough that you need. Indeed, while you're waiting, you're gonna learn. See, there's some things we learn while we're waiting in the presence of the Lord. We learn to rule over our fears. We learn to rule over our failures and our disappointments. See, Jesus had ascended to the Father and the disciples were concerned about their future because he was not physically present with them. And so there was an opportunity for fear to grip their heart, but they had to take authority over that fear while they were waiting for the promise of the Father. Peter might have felt like a failure because he had denied Jesus and, and he had seen the entire crucifixion unfold before eyes and maybe he felt like a failure. Maybe he felt disappointed because he didn't stand as strong as sometimes his word proclaimed that he would. Peter was always the first one to say, oh Lord, not me. I'm gonna be with you all the way, all the way. But then sometimes he faded into the background and, and he wanted to leave because he didn't feel that he was worthy. While we're waiting in the presence of the Lord, we learn to rule over fear. We learn to rule over failure and disappointment. We learn to rule over circumstances and pride. We learn to rule over flesh, our flesh and intimidation and rebellion. We learn to rule over sluggishness and laziness. We learn to rule over worldly ambition. We learn to rule over blame and suspicion. We learn to rule over vengefulness and short-sightedness. We learn to rule over pettiness and stubbornness while we are waiting for the promise of the Father in prayer. I want you to know the Holy Spirit would do a great renovation work uh, in your heart. There was about 120 of them that were waiting in the presence of the Lord. And this is what happened in Acts chapter 1. It says, when the day of Pentecost was fully come, They were all in one accord in one place, and suddenly a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit. How many? All of them were filled. You can be filled today. If you're not filled with the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit is for all people in all places, all languages, all nations, all tribes, and all tongues. Hallelujah. And all of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them or gave them utterance. What a powerful manifestation. But see, In verse number four, it says Jesus commanded them. See, many times when we approach the work of the kingdom, we believe that there's some things that are optional. But no, this is not optional. He commanded them. To, it was not a suggestion. Jesus commanded them to go and wait for the promise of the Father because he knew that they could not overcome their fear. They would not be able to come overcome their intimidation. They would not be able to come overcome all of the things that will come against them, the circumstances that will be arrayed against them unless they have this power that came from God. And so today, I want us to hear Jesus' words as he spoke to his disciples in verse 4 of Acts chapter 1. I command you, I command you to go and wait for the promise of the Father. Commands are meant to be obeyed because he is the Lord. Hallelujah. And Jesus is Lord. And so today, we want to obey and say, Lord, I want to wait in your presence until I learn how to rule over all of my flesh and all of my anxiety so that I can fulfill the fullness of your purpose in in my life. There were three solemn feasts uh, that the people of God observed. There was the Passover, there was the Feast of Weeks, which is also called the Feast of Pentecost, and the Feast of Tabernacles. The word Pentecost means 50 or 50th because there was 50 days between Passover until the time that they fully celebrated Pentecost. And here at this time, it was 50 days after the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ that this Spiritual Pentecost, hallelujah, had come into full manifestation as they celebrated Pentecost in the Old Testament. It was always pointing to Jesus. It was always pointing to one who would come. It was always pointing to the Messiah. It was always pointing to the perfect Lamb of God, hallelujah, that would take away the sins of mankind. I don't know about you today, but I'm so glad that Jesus came and I'm so glad that he ransomed us. I'm so glad that he redeemed us and he rose again on the third day with all power and all authority so he could give the Holy Spirit to all people. Hallelujah. God is a God of all. Hallelujah. He's a God of all hope. He's a God of all comfort. He's a God of all peace. He's a God of all love. And he wants to bring revelation to our hearts more and more in this season that we're living in. All three of these feasts uh, required first fruit offerings to be made in the temple as an expression of thanksgiving for God's blessing on the harvest. Hallelujah. There was was a harvest of barley. There was a harvest of, of wheat, and there was a harvest of oil and the grapes that came. And so they was bring the very best. They were expected to bring the very best of their harvest, the first and the best. The first and the best. Many times we spend our lives, you know, the word of God tells us to remember our creator in the days of our youth. And many times we spend our youth in useless pursuits and we want to give God what is left. But I want you to know that God wants you first and he wants the best that you have to offer. You say, well, but I've wasted a lot of time. I want you to know it's not too late because he can still make all things new. That's what God specializes in doing, in making all things new. If anyone is in Christ, they are new creation. All things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Now, this Feast of Weeks or this Pentecost celebration was, was a high and holy day. You can read about it in Leviticus chapter 23 uh, and in other passages in the Old Testament. But they offered a new grain harvest to the Lord, the first and the best they also offered a seven first-year lambs that were without spot or without blemish. Again, pointing to the perfect Lamb of God who would come to take away the sins of the world. And then they were when they were required and they harvested the fields, they left the edges of the fields for gleaning. Why? Because the poor and the foreign who were among them, God was concerned about them being provided for also. And so God is a God who's inclusive for all people. And that's what Pentecost represents because at this time, every able-bodied male in the Jewish faith were required to come to Jerusalem and they were to bring, they were not to come empty-handed, but to bring an offering, to bring the very best and they were to show up right on time And it says, every nation upon the earth was represented at this time when this amazing, miraculous event happened, when the sound of his breath, the sound of God's glory, the sound of his power was poured out on Pentecost Sunday. Hallelujah. In this feast of the harvest that God gave to them, uh, they were to bring two loaves of leavened bread and they were to wave it. Now, if you know anything about the feasts in the Old Testament, they were never to use leavened bread, but always unleavened bread pointing to because leaven in the scriptures represents sin. And so leaven was not used in any of the sacrifices on the altar because everything was pointing to the coming of the Messiah and there would be no sin in him because God is his father. But this feast required them to bring leavened bread, not to offer on the altar, but to wave. So it was a wave offering that they brought on the day of Pentecost, this leavened bread. What does this leavened bread mean? Because Jesus was the perfect Lamb of God, and so this was not representing the Messiah. But this leavened bread was representing that God was the God of all people. He was the God of the Jews. He was the God of the Gentiles. And so everyone together can offer up a worship. Everyone together can thank God for life. Everyone together can thank God for the breath that they have. It was inclusive for all mankind. And also this leaven, as I mentioned, represents sin. It really was waving before the Lord that says, all have sinned. Jew and Gentile all have sinned and come short of the glory of God but all we thank you Lamb of God that you gave your life on the cross and here on Pentecost we want to give you the best worship that we can we want to give you the best offering that we can because we all stand here equal before you sinners in need of the grace of God and when we open our hearts and we receive the fullness of what Christ has done the spotless Lamb of God with no sin then we are able to have our sin blotted out we're able to have our transgressions forgiven and we're able to walk forth in the midst of a new identity that God has given to us glory to God and also it represented uh, the harvest because they brought the first of the harvest what is the harvest When the grain was fully ripened and they began to gather in the grain, hallelujah, uh, and, and they began to celebrate and to give thanksgiving, but I want you to know that there was a great harvest that began on the day of Pentecost because right after the infilling of the Holy Spirit came, Peter got up and he began to proclaim the word of God. He preached like a man on fire, hallelujah. He causes his ministers, the angels of God, to be ministers of flame and fire. But I want you to know that Jeremiah said, your word, oh God, it will be in me like fire shut up in my bones. And, and so this tongue of fire has sat upon Peter and then he stood up and he began to open his mouth and, he, and fire came forth as he began to proclaim who Jesus was that was crucified. And they were cut to the heart and they said, what must we do to be saved in 3,000 souls? A great. harvest began right there on the day of Pentecost when 3,000 came to the Lord. And I want you to know that that harvest is continuing today all over the world. Men, women, boys, and girls are opening their heart to the Lord Jesus Christ. There is a great spiritual harvest of new souls because people are still responding to the gospel today. There's a future harvest that is coming. In Romans chapter 11, it says that God will again turn his attention back to Israel so that all Israel shall be saved. God is a God of the harvest, hallelujah. And he's a God of plan, purpose, destiny, and design. And so he planned everything from the beginning, hallelujah. And he's not going to leave anybody out. He's not going to leave anyone out, but everyone will have an opportunity to come and do that wave offering before the Lord and say, Lord, thank you that you saved me. Lord, thank you that you healed me. Lord, thank you that you forgive me. Lord, thank you that you brought me forth. Lord, thank you that you opened my eyes. Thank you, Lord, that I can leave my own life behind because of the power and the presence and the unction of your Holy Spirit. And I can walk forth in the freedom that you have for me. Thanks be to God. In Matthew chapter 13, verse 30, Jesus states that in the time of the end time harvest, that the angels of the Lord would come and they would gather the tares, uh, that was fake wheat, something that looked like wheat but wasn't really wheat, and bind them in bundles and burn them. But then angels would also gather wheat into God's barn. Those who have been... Appointed to be heirs of salvation. Those who have been saved, those who have given their lives to the Lord, will be part of the wheat that will be gathered in, gathered into the barn of the Lord. Aren't you glad to know today that God has an end time gathering that He's doing? But what you and I are to do is to be His witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the uttermost parts of the earth. We don't qualify who we share the gospel with. Because the gospel is for all, hallelujah. Salvation is for all who will call upon his name. And so we preach the gospel to everyone and we don't qualify who we minister to because God is the one who would do the separating when when he sends his angels at the end time gathering of the wheat into his barn. And so you and I, my brothers and sisters, are to be busy about sharing the gospel with whosoever because whosoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Hallelujah. And there are people who are looking in all kind of places for hope. They're looking in all kind of places for answers today. But I want you to know that there's answer and hope in none other than the Lord Jesus Christ. And he's calling us, hallelujah, to be his witnesses in these days. Now, they gave first fruits offering, the first and the best. In 1 Corinthians chapter 15 verse 20, it talks about Christ being the first fruits. Hallelujah. But Christ has indeed been raised from the dead, the first fruits of those who have died. For since death came through a man, the resurrection of the dead came also through a man. For as in Adam all die, so in Christ all will be made alive. But each in turn, Christ, the first fruits, then he who comes, those who belong to him. Then the end will come when he hands over the kingdom of God to the Father after he has destroyed all dominion, All authority and all power that is a time that is yet to come I want you to know that Jesus was the first fruits of those who came back from the dead Jesus said if you believe in me you shall never die he says I am the resurrection I am the life and so when we give our lives to the Lord Jesus Christ we will live forever because eternal life begins on the inside hallelujah and it's worked out daily as we live and and so when we stop breathing down here we just transition into the kingdom of God In the third heaven where the Lord sits on the throne and we continue to worship, we continue to adore, and we continue to magnify. Jesus was the firstborn. He was the firstfruits of those who are dead. I'm so glad that he was just the firstfruits and there's still some to come after. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And so we can also follow in his footsteps. In Acts chapter three, verse 19, it says, repent, therefore, and turn to God so that your sins may be wiped out and that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord and that he may send the Messiah who has been appointed for you, even Jesus. Heaven must receive him until the time comes for God to restore everything as he promised long ago through his holy prophets. Hallelujah. From Samuel and to all the prophets, they foretold of these days and they spoke, uh, uh, God spoke through Abraham. Uh, even in Genesis chapter 3 verse 15, right after the fall of man in the garden, the Lord himself, God himself prophesied that these days will come, days of restoration when Jesus will come. I want you to know that Jesus is a God of restoration. If you need some relationships restored today, the power and presence of the Holy Spirit is here to bring restoration to broken relationships. If you need restoration in your physical body, he's the God who heals your disease. If you need restoration in your mind, he's Jehovah Shalom, the God of all peace. Hallelujah, if you're fearful today, he's the God of all hope, he's the God of all comfort. Hallelujah, the Lord is good, and his mercy endures forever. In Psalm 46, verse number 4, we want to talk a little bit about this river. It says, there is a river whose streams make glad the city of God. It is the holy place where the Most High dwells. Verse 5 goes on and says, God is within her. She will not fall. God will help her at the break of day. Nations are in uproar. Kingdoms will fall. He lifts his voice and the earth melts. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Come and see what the Lord has done. The desolations that he has brought on the earth. He makes wars to cease to the ends of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the shields with fire. What is this talking about? On the day of Pentecost, there was, a, there was a restoration of the power of God. There was a restoration of the garden of God, hallelujah. See, in the Garden of Eden, uh, Jesus, God, God will walk with him in, in the cool of the day. I want you to know that God walks within us. Our body is the temple of the Holy Spirit and he's walking in his church today and he's a God of restoration. He's restored. He has restored the open heavens that we can pray. We don't have to enter in like the 120 and pray for for 50 days, but we can just say help. And Jesus is right there. He's a very present help in our hour of need because he's restored the garden of God. Hallelujah. And he's brought forth the river of life that flows in us. Jesus said, out of our innermost being will flow rivers of living water. He spoke this concerning the Holy Spirit in John chapter seven, verse 37 through 39. And so there is a river whose streams make glad the, the city of God. And I want you to know that as the city of God, as the people of God. We can be made glad today because of the streams of his glory because the of streams of his grace because of the streams of his presence that has been restored to us because God is now walking in the garden of his church once again and and he's speaking to the hearts of, of men and women he's leading and guiding us and directing us he says those who are led by the spirit of God these are indeed the sons of God hallelujah and so now the Holy Spirit as you sat upon each of them, now the Holy Spirit, as He fills each of us, He leads us, He guides us in paths of righteousness for His namesake. So we know where to go. Jesus said, I only go where my Father tells me to go. I only say what my Father tells me to say. I only do what my Father tells me to do. Why? Because He walked in communion and fellowship with the Holy Spirit. And when we walk in communion and fellowship with the Holy Spirit and we're led in our lives, we know when to go witness. We know how to witness. We know what to say. We know when to speak. We know when to be quiet. We know when to enter into that rest and we know how to gather in the harvest that God has called us to. This is our season. This is our moment. This is our destiny. This is our hour. He says in verse number 10 of of Psalm 46, he says, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. I want you to know this afternoon that we can be still and know that he's God. When we look at what is going on in our world today, don't get so enamored with what the news is showing you on television. I want you to know that there's another reality that's going on. He says, be still and know that I am God. But God, I see problems. God, I see tribulation. God, I see difficulty. He promised that that would have would happen. Jesus said in the last days that we will see tribulation. We will go through difficult times, but he told us to be of good cheer because I've overcome the world, you can overcome too. So this is our moment in our time as we are filled with the power of his presence to be still and to know that he is God and that he is exalted among the nations and he will have a mighty harvest. John said he saw a great company before the lamb in the great revelation of Jesus Christ, hallelujah, that could not be numbered, that came from every tribe, from every language, from every tongue. Just as every tribe and every nation and every tongue was represented on this day of Pentecost, I want you to know that God has has got that same picture in heaven that happened on the day of Pentecost, that every tribe, every nation, and every language will receive the witness of the gospel, and then the end will come, and God will draw a mighty harvest from among all of the nations. The Lord Almighty is with us. But God of Jacob, he is our refuge. Hallelujah. Aren't you glad about that today? That God is our refuge. So when I think about Pentecost Sunday, what I think about is an opportunity for us to sit in his presence and to learn how, in prayer, to rule over our fears, over our failures, over our disappointments, over our stubbornness and our pettiness. You know, another thing that I believe that that wave of the leavened bread, which represents sin... Uh, uh, lets us know that God has made provision for us in the church. What do I mean by that? First John 1, 9 was written to believers. He says, if you confess your sin, he's faithful and just to forgive you of your sins and to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. God has made it clear that he's coming back for a triumphant church that is glorious, that is without spot, without wrinkle, without, without blemish, an overcoming triumphant church. But when we come to the Lord and God begins to unpack our lives... We still have to deal with, deal with our own brokenness. So I think part of that wave of that leavened bread says yes, there might be some sin in the church, but all oh, there is a sacrifice, all oh, there is a deliverance, all oh, there is a cleansing, all oh, there is a power that comes through his blood. Yes, the church is not perfect. He's made up of imperfect people who serve a perfect God. But as we come and we begin to thank God and we wave those thank offerings before him, God says, I will heal you of your backsliding. I will heal you of your sinfulness. And so there's sin in the church. But I want you to know that there's also the blood of Jesus in the church that cleanses us from all unrighteousness so that we can be his witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria and the uttermost parts of the earth. This is our moment. This is our hour. in our destiny for the people of God to stand up and say I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ for it is the power it is the wisdom it is the strength it is the forgiveness that I need and that the whole world needs and so we will stand and we will declare with our feet covered with the gospel of peace that the, the peace giver is alive he's Jehovah Shalom the God of all peace the God of all comfort in the God of all hope. So on this Pentecost Sunday, if you are far from the Lord, this is an opportunity for you to say, Lord, I want to come back and I want to be in your river. I want to be, I want to have my heart made glad by your presence. If you're close to the Lord and you're disturbed by the circumstances of your own life or what you see around you. This is an opportunity to say, Lord, fill me with the Holy Spirit and empower me to be your witness. In Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the uttermost parts of the earth, would you bow your hearts with me right now? Father, in the name of Jesus, we stand as your people. And Lord, we wave, hallelujah, our thanksgiving offerings before you. And Lord, for those who are far from you, I pray right now that the revelation Of Jesus Christ would come to them. Just like when Peter preached on the day of Pentecost. Hallelujah. And their eyes were opened and they said. We want to be saved. Lord if they reach out today. All you have to do is repent of your sins. Say Lord Jesus forgive me. I want to follow you. I want to know you. I want to be a part of that fruit. Of resurrection into eternal life. Come Jesus. Forgive me of my sins and cleanse me. And make me whole. Lord, if it's somebody that's been on the journey for a long time and their love has run cold and they've forgotten how to rule over their anxieties and their fears, come and give them a fresh and filling of your Holy Spirit, Lord. As they wait in your presence, Holy Spirit, come. All you have to do is say, Jesus, fill me with the Holy Spirit because he is the baptizer. Jesus is the baptizer in the Holy Spirit. So Lord, come and fill us afresh and anew with the power of your Spirit so that we can stand in this evil day and we can declare your wisdom. We can declare your word. We can declare your release. We can declare your power to our generation. Lord, not in our own righteousness, but in the righteousness that comes through faith in Jesus Christ. Holy Spirit, come and help us now. We receive you by faith in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen and amen. God bless you, thank you for joining us on Pentecost Sunday. These are the days of revival. I love the song that Jeffrey and the team sang earlier about revival, that just really blessed me because I really believe that God is bringing a great end time revival to the earth. I remember about 10 years ago, I preached at the upper room in Jerusalem. I was on a tour with a group and the power of God fell and it was just an amazing time standing in that place in the upper room and preaching Uh, the word of God and sensing the power of God and just trying to imagine what it was like on that day when that hundred and twenty were gathered together but I want you to know we don't have to just imagine we can step up and step into the glory of God by faith just by calling on his name God bless you and again thank you for joining Teen Challenge of Southern California for this Pentecost Sunday celebration God bless you
0: once again Thank you for choosing our podcast today. We hope that you're comforted, encouraged, and strengthened in the Lord today because of it. Don't forget to subscribe, though. It's easy. Just go to wherever you're listening right now and click subscribe. God bless you today.